An endangered species makes a rare appearance in a nature center south of Dallas. In this episode of the Texas Green Report, a production of Green Source DFW and the Menmazine Institute, I'm Marshall Hinsley. A little smaller than a house sparrow, with a mix of velvety black and white plumage in their wings and an all-white underbelly below their rich black breast, Golden-cheeked warblers are most notable for their lemon-yellow face with a black eye-line streak. After spending the winter in Mexico and Central America, the insect eaters fly to Texas in the spring and build a nest for raising up a brood. The golden-cheeked warbler is the only bird species that nests exclusively in Texas, mostly in the juniper oak woodlands that span the Texas hill country and reach up almost but not quite into North Texas. The species can be spotted at times outside of this range, though not too often. But, in the spring of 2022, at least one male made his way to the Dallas suburb of Cedar Hill, giving visitors of Dogwood Canyon Audubon Center a chance to see the lone bird up close. The arrival was exciting for everyone there, but also troubling. Yeah, so that's the really... I think fascinating um, event that we've seen here in the past couple of weeks. The golden cheek warbler is an endangered species found here in Texas, and it's endemic to the state of Texas. We haven't seen a golden cheek warbler for over 10 years on this property, and it was noticed by a local birder. They heard it, they saw it, and it had been hanging out here for about two weeks now. That's Katie Chrisman, the education specialist at Dogwood Canyon Audubon Center. The golden cheek warbler is typically found in a very specific space in habitat in Texas. So to find it here can speak a lot to the habitat that it's in and the food that it eats in its nesting habitats. So there's a lot of excitement around that because one, it's an endangered species, it breeds in a specific area, and then to see that appear in an area where you don't normally find it is all of that excitement. You know, there's a lot of chatter over whether, hey, is it nesting? Is it just passing through? You know, why did it appear after being gone for over 10 years? So there's all those questions around the um, scientific, within the scientific community, the birding community, and us as well. Just 16 miles south of Dallas, Dogwood Canyon Audubon Center and its neighbors form a more than 200-acre sanctuary in one of the nation's most populous regions. So, I mean, you have not just us, but we have next door to us is um, Newman International Academy, Cedar Hill State Park. Across the road, you have Cedar Ridge Preserve. So we're in an area called the Green Belt of Cedar Hill. So this is a long stretch of just green space that isn't developed. Again, it's set aside for conservation. You have Joe Pool Lake, which is next door to us as well. So humans and and wildlife can also enjoy that um, space. So there's benefits for both people and birds, all within the same community. This pristine land creates an oasis among the traffic, housing additions, and shopping centers that sprawl out in every direction. And that habitat was what most likely drew the warbler to the center, says Romy Swanson, Director of Conservation for Audubon, Texas. Well, I mean, we're here at, at Dogwood Canyon Audubon Center, and you can see a beautiful, um, very healthy woodland ecosystem. So uh, the first thing, of course, that brought it here was 
it, this this distinct habitat type that combines deciduous hardwoods with the ash juniper and eastern red cedars that occur here, uh, providing um, critical habitat for the bird, a critical breeding habitat, and. And the site exists at the very limits of its known breeding range. So it's not entirely unexpected that it, that it shows up here. We have the habitat. So when the birds are around, they're going to find the place. And then the stewardship that supports this habitat and promotes its health um, is always going to be a sort of beacon for the birds. When I say deciduous hardwoods, I'm talking about a group of trees that typically loses its leaves in the winter. Um, typically associated with bottomland habitat or, or, or moist canyons in, in the hill country and up here towards the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex. Um, and, and it's sprinkled in with this evergreen tree called ash juniper or mountain cedar. It's got several names. And that's the critical component of, of the breeding habitat. So they, this bird relies upon the stripping bark of this tree to make its nest. It, it pulls this bark off of these uh, trees and it is one of the only um, materials that it'll make a nest from. So that's why there's this very distinct connection from this very specific habitat type and this bird that evolved and adapted to this particular region. For several weeks after news of the golden-cheeked warbler's arrival at Dogwood Canyon spread throughout the community of bird watchers in the Dallas area, the center was packed with groups of birders who wanted to see the loner in person. Even if some had spotted the species in areas of the state where the bird is more common, these birders were thrilled by the chance to see the species closer to home, especially since the golden-cheeked warbler has been in decline despite its designation as an endangered species. Yeah, the bird was listed in the 90s through an emergency proposal to the Fish and Wildlife Service. Um, the, the bird's been well known. We've, known. we've known its existence, but the threats to the hill country, the Edwards Plateau, the greater range of this bird has, have largely been um, concerns around land use, incompatible land uses. So there was a lot of clearing of wooded of woodland habitat to, to create more grazable pasture land um, historically. And then um, one of the realities of life in Texas is that this occurs along um, one of the most incredible growth corridors in Texas and, and for that matter, the United States. So we have a lot of habitat loss to accommodate infrastructure, residential, commercial um, developments. And um, for every acre that's taken away, that's one less opportunity for another bird, another pair of birds to breed and sustain that population. And that's why this sighting troubles biologists. On the one hand, this golden-cheeked warbler could indicate that the species is expanding its territory. On the other hand, the sighting could be evidence that its usual range has been disturbed by human activities, thus driving individual birds into less hospitable environments, which could be deleterious to its already plummeting numbers. Also, a major factor in declining populations of North American bird species is the matter of climate change and the big question mark that global warming places on the future of just about every species of animal and the plants that sustain them. So those are kind of the big drivers, um, historic, and now we're looking forward. And in addition to those, 
We also see significant concerns from uh, climate change and its influences on vegetational communities. So can, even without human direct human pressures like um, land uses and development, um, are we going to see a shift in the type of trees that exist here that may not be compatible with the bird's needs in its natural history. I, I believe that we're seeing, we can demonstrate negative impacts already, but to what degree of intensity and what does it look like when we project forward, particularly when we're looking at the opportunity at a moment in time for several different types of intervention with no change, it looks grim if we really rally together to address some of these climate change challenges and focus on climate resiliency within our ecosystems, then we have a much, uh, we have a much prettier outlook on the opportunity in the future. Which is why Chrisman says that nature centers and green belts are essential for communities, because they carve out habitat that's vital for species preservation. Even more, they create a place for people to discover the beauty of natural spaces and therefore develop a value for protecting them. One of the things I love about Texas is the diversity of habitat and species that we have here. You know, some people have this misconception that Texas is flat. There's not a lot here. And if you you keep saying that, then you don't know Texas as well as you think you do. Because you have the panhandle, you have the piney woods, you have the coast. And that is such a precious resource to have that diversity. Without the diversity of habitat, you won't have the diversity of species. And so now is the time... If you've got young kids, get your kids outside, connect them to nature. Um, You know, we have kids that come in with school groups and I've seen kids that are afraid of butterflies. And I'm like, no, (laughs) let's work on getting over that fear, getting connected to nature, developing that positive relationship. Because if you don't have that relationship, I can't then and go say to you, hey, you got to protect what's out there if you don't know what's out there. So get outside, enjoy nature, come to your local Audubon Center like us come in. It's free to get in and just go hike on the trail. And if you don't know how to do that, let us know and we'll help you with that. To learn more about endangered species in Texas and what's being done to protect the state's native plants and wild animals, visit our website at greensourcedfw.org. 